Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. DNVR and we are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar and today the A stands for another one another, another one another ring for Vaughn Miller congratulations Vaughn thought he might have had a little chance at Super Bowl MVP there for a second did you sprinkle a little plus 450 I did yeah 4500 I, I sprinkled a lot on a lot of things <laughs> none of which grew into and those sprinkles no, didn't grow no. into I had a tough day but um, I accidentally won a bunch of money the night before, and then I just there lost it all back. Oh, okay, so, so it's fine. Yeah, we're, we're back where we started. <laughs> uh, but again, congrats to Vaughn. Um, a great win for them, and, and honestly, uh, an awesome game. Like, the fact that we didn't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady playing in the <laughs> yeah, game and just got yeah. to enjoy good yeah. football. Like, I was pulling for the Bengals, but I, I, I wasn't going to be mad if they mm-hmm. lost, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I was a little bit mad about that defensive holding call what'd you think of it uh yeah i understand why you'd be mad at that yeah I, just, my whole thing is like you let them play the whole game yeah and then all of a sudden in the biggest moment you call a ticky tack defensive holding like i get it if you would you know the one after on eli apple was like yeah, yeah he mugged him yeah but like the like ticky tack thing that happens on every crossing route in front of a linebacker ever was really a bummer because as for me, all I want from the refs is consistency, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, an umpire with the strike zone. Like, if you know he's calling a wide strike zone, then you can pitch to it. And as a hitter, you can expect those to be called. So as a defender in a physical, physical Super Bowl game where they have not called a defensive holding all night, you're you're expecting to be allowed to be physical at the top of the route. So I, I understand why you're upset about it, and you had your money on the Bengals, so I really get why you're mm-hmm. upset about it. I had all my money on Rams' money line plus <laughs> Cooper Cup touchdown, and I already mm-hmm. had the Cup touchdown going into that one, so I thought it was a great call. You know, you just can't do that in the five-yard line. <laughs> I had a, uh, a couple SGPs that were very close to being insanely profitable. Mm. The one was plus 37.50. All I needed was one more Joe Burrow touchdown. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and that would have hit the Joe Burrow boost, too, yep. on uh, DraftKings as well that they were dishing out. Did you get hurt by OBJ? 
No. Okay. No, you, like in terms of him going down. Yep. No, yep. I didn't have any OBJ. Yeah, he was on fire. Yeah, I should have. If I would have just played everything that I liked as on its own, I would have done a lot better. <laughs> like I had Cooper Cup two touchdowns, oh. but it was in a parlay. Oh no! What what was that paying out? Uh, I think like plus three fifty. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Man, that would have been good. Yeah. Would have. He was unstoppable. Do you think? Do you think he deserved Super Bowl MVP? Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Um, now. Yeah. Some people came at me because they thought my tweet about the process was saying that Cooper Cup didn't deserve it. Aaron Donald did. I actually, I actually think Cooper Cup deserved it more than Aaron Donald. Um, but my whole thing was that entire game changed in the last two minutes, and we find out after the game that Super Bowl MVP votes have to be in before the two-minute warning. That makes zero sense. It's it's always ninety percent of the time it's going to be the most important two minutes of a game, and they say we're just not going to worry about those two minutes. And maybe because back in the day, you know, you need some time to like count out the votes. Everyone <laughs> right. writes their thing on like a napkin and hands right. it to the you know whoever's running PR that day for the Super Bowl. Um, but now, like you, I'm, I'm sure it's done online. You you do. You go to a website. You go to a website. Yep. So. What are we doing here that you can't <laughs> have 10 minutes between the end, the final whistle and when they announce it? Because they can literally look on their phone and hit refresh seconds before they hand the trophy off. I just I, That's what I was going to say. I don't understand because it's not like you have to give it out right away. If it were to take five more minutes, heck, I don't know exactly how many minutes after the game they're supposed to be giving these awards away. So just have it be five minutes later. And Aaron Donald, boy, did he make a push for it. And Aaron Donald and Von Miller, how about going from zero to 60 midway through the third quarter? I mean, I was thinking, oh, my gosh. Aaron Donald typically hasn't shown up in huge moments in the past. And I thought, oh, my gosh, he's doing it again. Where's Von Miller? This Bengals defensive line is playing great or offensive line is playing great right now. And then from midway through the third quarter to midway through the fourth quarter, they got six sacks. Yeah, one thing to know about um, elite pass rushers is – they're almost calling a game like an offensive coordinator where you're building off of little things that you're laying down. Yeah. So I'm sure Vaughn, you know, maybe Aaron Donald knows this on his own, but the two of them together have a conversation before the game where they say, don't give away your best move early. Mm -hmm. Set it up, set it up, mm -hmm. set it up. Right. And, you know, I'm sure Vaughn was setting up that spin move that he was just unleashing in the second half that was unstoppable. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's, what's like a really cool little inside football story of that is those guys are setting up moves for when they need them most. Now, yep. if you start getting blown out in the first half or something, well, then you might have to pull it out on a third down to get a stop. But in a close game where you're hanging in there, you're getting stops. A guy like Von Miller is going to say, uh, you're, you're, all of this is just a setup for what I'm going to do later when we really need it. And when they really needed it, on I think it was second down, right? When Vaughn got him deep on like the three-yard yeah. line. Man, that was a huge sack. Because then it was like third and 26, and you knew the Bengals weren't going to get it. And then the Rams get good field position again. And they needed their defense desperately because the Rams' offense went such uh, through a terrible dry Couldn't stretch. Run the ball. That was bad. That was really, especially at the end of the game, when uh, at the end, you're thinking, okay, they're, they need one yard, yes. and then they don't get it. And then they don't get it, and you're like, no way, they're not going to not get one yard, are they? I couldn't, well, I liked the QB sneak thing, and I think that was, like, you obviously take it if somehow you get in, but you call that play yeah. with the idea of we're not getting in here. Yep. And I probably would have called it again on second down, mm. um, but obviously they, you know, they called the right play, but 
I was having flashbacks of the Seahawks. Mm. And I was thinking, they're going to have to throw this ball. And if yeah. you throw it, you know, someone gets a hand up, anything yeah. can happen. Yeah. Uh, but Stafford to Cup, legitimately one of the most the best connections in NFL history this year. Without a doubt. And it was their first year together, which is even crazier. So crazy. And they were both, Cooper Cup was a fantastic receiver coming into this year. Matthew Stafford was a great quarterback coming into this year. But it's not like uh, Tom Brady paired up with, I don't know, who's the, who's another best top wide receiver? DeAndre Hopkins. And you're mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, of course this is going to be great. No, it would, these two guys made each other better. It's the, and I, I got to give credit, I heard this to, from Zach By. It's the first time, there's only two players that have ever had the triple crown, so most touchdowns, most receptions, most yards uh, in, in a regular season on top of being Super Bowl MVP. There's only two players who have ever done that and one offensive player of the year, Jerry Rice and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup did it all in one year. All in it one took day. Jerry Rice his entire career. Unbelievable. <laughs> Insane. And Jerry Rice is the GOAT. And I was, you know, pounding the drum for Cooper Cup MVP during the season. And I feel like that only, that pr they were wrong. The voters got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and, and that just shows how – is there anything you can do to win it if you're not a quarterback? Or do you just have to have the quarterbacks be so bad, like 30 touchdowns leads the league? That's never going to happen. Right. It's especially now that we have a whole new era of yep. elite quarterbacks. Like, the NFL, I mean, obviously you kind of count on this stuff happening, but, like, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all of these, you know, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, all of these, like, all-time greats were all at the end of their rope. Yeah. And just, like... I, by like you know by the, the a gift from god <laughs> they were like oh don't worry nfl we'll yep. just send you a whole new crop of future hall of famers yep and so now you have joe burrow justin herbert patrick mahomes lamar jackson kyler yep. murray like <laughs> it's insane it's yep. just crazy how it all worked out like that yeah it, it's really true and speaking Josh of Allen. speaking of joe burrow he was again really really good just wasn't able to get protection there in the second half and i had a conversation with someone after the game and i said well, it's it's clear that Jamar Chase was the right pick for them this past year. Now they have to go invest everything in offensive line moving forward. And they said, no, 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 Jamar Chase wasn't the right pick. And I just thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jamar Chase was offensive rookie of the year. He was pretty much unstoppable. He was great last night. Yeah. Made Jalen Ramsey look not even like an average quarterback, like a bad cornerback last night. Uh, do you, Am I wrong here? No. Okay. And... and I get it. You know, you could make the case that, hey, if they had a better offensive lineman in there last night, they have, they have a chance to win. But they never get anywhere near there, in my opinion, without Jamar Chase. Jamar right. Chase unlocked a new version of Joe Burrow. Um, they became so much more explosive. He's really uncoverable by most people not named Pat Sertan. And <laughs> it, Man, that just shows even more how I good know, Pat Sertan is. I know. And so... No, you, you you got these two guys together. They're best friends. Did you hear the, the anecdote that um, Jamar Chase went and knocked on Joe Burrow's neighbor's door and asked if he could buy their house? No way. They're his next, <laughs> door, next door neighbor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. Wow! Like it's like it's like a straight up buddy comedy. That's amazing. You know, like of those two guys. So, so the person said no to Jamar. I guess so. Wow. What well, are you saying? No. 
if that's my house, you, yeah. You got to think he's going to give you a little juice with it, too. Well, yeah, I'd like double the price. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, f- four mil. That's it. Do you think Do you think if he would have bought that, they would have put like a conjoining door, but more like a conjoining hallway where Ooh. they connect the two houses? Yeah, like a little skywalk. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, mm, yeah, I could do they that. They have like a shared garage that goes underneath <laughs> right. the house and all their cars. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I bet Joe's got some pretty cool cars or he will at some point in his life. So, you know, you, you put those two guys together. They played together in college. It's not like yeah. you were taking that big of a risk on their chemistry or anything right. like that. Right. Um, you knew you were what you were getting. And now, yeah, you got to go fix the offensive line. But you took a, you rolled the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, you, you know, Jamar Chase not being able to catch the ball in preseason oh, yes. because it didn't have white lines on it. <laughs> yeah. Like that was a scary moment. It was. Um, but you, the gamble paid off. I mean, a hundred percent. You made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. As he's a rookie. Yeah. And Joe Burrow is a second year guy playing his first full season because he tore his ACL. Yeah. I mean, it's. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, yep. just younger. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you, you love what, what both of them are doing. Yep, 100%. Okay, uh, speaking of impressive stats, this one <laughs> made my night. I, I really didn't expect this. Um, but following last night's performance, Von Miller, Denver Bronco great, is the all-time leader in sacks in the Super Bowl. That's legendary, and that that is the stuff of all-time greats. That is GOAT stuff right there. And you think, okay, well, he probably took, what, how many games? He's probably in the Super Bowl three or four times in order to do that, right? Because there's been a lot of great pass rushers. Now, Vaughn, Patriots. Exactly. How did they not have someone? Yeah. All you have to do is rack up half a sack in each game, and boom, you're pretty much competing with Vaughn there. Vaughn has been on three teams that have made the Super Bowl. He did not in play in one of those games. So we're only talking two games. And on top of that, Ryan, on top of those four and a half sacks, which is the most in Super Bowl history, he's the only player. And now this is where it kind of gets in the weeds a little bit. He's the only player with multiple sacks in a Super Bowl on two different teams. Wow. I mean, it's like Peyton. Yep. Right? Yep. Peyton was the first to do it. At the time, he was the first to ever win a, a Super Bowl as a quarterback for two different teams. So we had this conversation last week. Mm-hmm. And... I said, in my opinion, if the Rams win that game, Vaughn gets his second ring, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I didn't even talk about stats. Now he's the all-time leader in Super Bowl sacks. He's got two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl MVP. The man is a bona fide, no questions asked, first ballot Hall of Famer. I want to believe, Ryan. I I want to (laughs) believe. I just, he's what, 30 career sacks behind DeMarcus Ware? Yes, he has the Super Bowl. And hey, to me, he's absolutely a first ballot Hall of Famer. To me, DeMarcus Ware was also a first ballot Hall yeah. of Famer. That's just where I'm just trying to see where are they coming from here? Where are they going to be thinking? How about the brand, though, too? Yeah. DeMarcus Ware was a star, yeah. not in the way that Von Miller was a superstar. Yeah. It's every NFL fan knows Von Miller. You know, if they saw him in the streets, they would point him out, they would see him. Um, he has brand recognition. He was the face of a franchise for multiple years. It's to me, all of that stuff. The NFL really loves Von Miller too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, this wouldn't go towards his hall of fame resume, but he's also like the poster child for their, whatever you want to call it, drug program. Right. Right. In terms of, you know, he got busted, got right. in trouble, went through the program, never got in trouble with, with it again. Like, yeah became a Super Bowl MVP and all that stuff in the face of a franchise. So, like, he has all this stuff going for him. Um, But to me, the fact that he is a a Super Bowl MVP 
and the all-time leader in Super Bowl sacks is just like game over. Uh, I hope so. I hope. Now, I think what will guarantee him is if he gets close to where in sacks and he gets to that 140 mark, puts him in the top 10, and then it would just be absolutely criminal if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, but he he absolutely should be. And Ryan, what we saw from him down the stretch, what? The, it would be eight games and he had nine sacks in the final eight games of the season, including playoffs. We're talking about a guy that could absolutely come out next year and have 15 sacks. But if he has three more seasons where he plays and gets 10 sacks a season, which he absolutely should, if he's in the right situation because we saw how that situation could hold him back, then he absolutely should be that. And, man, we talk about just another historic playoff run for Vaughn. What is that? I think four sacks in the playoffs this year. He had five and a half when he was with the Broncos. This is a guy that when he gets in the playoffs – he just he finds another dimension. It's so cool. Um, like th- that's like I don't know. One of my favorite things about sports is these guys who are so incredible, and as the stakes get higher, they somehow get better. You know, yeah. Nikola Jokic is a perfect example of that. It's like as soon as the playoffs, it's like oh, it's playoff yoke. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. there's that's a, just a Denver example, but there's all sorts of guys who seemingly have another gear. And of course, there's always going to be the fans who are saying like, if they have that gear, why don't we see it every play? And it's like. I don't think it's possible. Um, and the, the adrenaline that comes along with playing in a Super Bowl or playing in a playoff game. Um, but also just if you played that hard every play starting week one, you probably wear out by the end of it. So there's a part of like making sure your body is in a position to be able to attack the playoffs in that way. Um, it's all just what goes into what makes a legend. Yep. Uh, and Von Miller, absolutely a legend. In my opinion, there's – a 99% chance that he'll be a first ballot hall. I love it. So then retire number 58 as he's a first ballot hall of famer. And speaking of legendary, Ryan, that trade was legendary. Now that we can look back on it, it in the moment we said, man, this is a great trade for the Broncos. It's a great trade for the Rams. It's a great trade for Von Miller. It's even better than that. Now, when you take a step back, now the Broncos draft picks got hurt just a little bit by the Rams winning it all. But still, a second and a third round pick, we were saying that that's more value than we thought they were going to get. So the fact that it's at the end of both of those rounds, totally fine. The Rams get their Super Bowl. They sold out to do everything they could to win the Super Bowl. And then Vaughn gets another ring. And on top of that, Vaughn now gets to hit the open market. And a report came out yesterday that Vaughn is going to absolutely explore free agency. And this will be the first time that he's ever done it. Mm, And I have a feeling about where he might end up in free agency. Mm. But first, I have a feeling that you should come hang out with us here at the DMVR bar. Uh, Last night, the Super Bowl party here was epic. Um, Packed wall to wall. Um, like, you know, bucket. We, we were making a tower of buckets yep, on our I table. I saw that. I saw that. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> unfortunately, they needed the buckets because more people were ordering mm, buckets. Yeah. So, but we, I think we would have gotten to five or six buckets tall. Impressive. Um, would have probably blocked my view of the TV, which would have been a problem, too. <laughs> uh, but it was awesome down here. And it's always awesome down here at the DMVR. There was also, like, a bunch of, like, true Bengals fans, which was kind of cool. Um, you know, I don't want any really Rams fans. I don't even know if they exist. No, but, no. And again, I was just rooting for Vaughn. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was just rooting for Cincinnati. Uh, anyways, come down here, hang out. We got a yoke night tonight. Jokic and the Nugs uh, on the court. So come hang out for that. Uh, Wednesday night should be a great night. You've got yeah. Avs Golden Knights and Nuggets Warriors both on at 8 p.m. So you know, um, 
tell your employer now that you have a doctor's appointment on early Thursday morning <laughs> and uh, and come hang out at the bar, have a good time. Uh, but there's always something good going on down here. Come down, have some of our great food, and, of course, some of our great Breck beers. And there's always something good going down with our friends Michael and Virginia Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage. They are here to help you, whether you're buying a home and need a mortgage or whether you want to refinance. They are here to take the stress out of the brutal process that it is. And they look at more than just the interest rate, which is so important. Any company can offer an interest rate. But they look at your entire financial picture to take the stress out and help you in every Every single way when it comes to your financial situation. So check them out over at dnvrmortgage.com. And when you do a cool little perk for DNVR listeners, they'll you'll enter to win a deep free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. And when you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you get entered or you get a free consultation. So go to dnvrmortgage.com to check out all of your options or call them directly at 303-257-6578. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. So I mentioned uh, the buckets that we were having at the at, at the uh, Super Bowl party yesterday, and of course they were Breck buckets. It was a big good company day for me, as mm. you know, Zach. I'm a big fan of crushability. I think it's yeah. the most important yeah. rating of any beverage, and the good company hard seltzers, extremely crushable. I think I had double digits yesterday, um, and you know, feeling fine today. Uh, was fine, you know, cruising through the day, which is important. You know, you want to be able when you're going to be, I mean, I was here from noon to 8 p.m. Like, mm. that's a long time. Yeah, you that's a have, work day. Yeah, you want to have a drink in your yeah. hand. Yeah. And, uh, and and they're perfectly crushable, um, delicious. Um, I actually like to throw them on ice with a little lime. Mm. Uh, adds a little extra dimension mm. in there. So check out the Good Company Hard Seltzers and all the other great beers and beverages they have over at Breckenridge Brewery. And by the way, the buckets pretty sweet Breckenridge buckets too. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. are. We got those for the tailgate originally, mm-hmm. and now we've got like a whole stack of them. Yep, and you stacked them all last night. We kept stacking <laughs> with the empties in them to, you know, give it a little extra height. Yep, yep. All right, so you mentioned Vaughn wanting to t- hit free agency and wanting to test free agency, and I have an opinion on this, Zach. I think that winning the Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams yesterday makes it more likely that Vaughn Miller comes back to Denver, rejoins the Broncos. I mean, to me, it's it's obvious. It's a perfect scenario for him. He got to go out there. He got to go to L.A., got to, you know, do the whole L.A. thing for half a year. He got to work in L.A. Yes, he went out for a little work (laughs) business trip in L.A. Um, You know, got to play with his boy Odell. All that stuff. He basically like checked off all the remaining boxes on his wish list. And of course, at the end, he gets the Super Bowl, which Mm -hmm. is the last thing that I think would have really kept him up at night if he never left Denver. Is thinking, man, I just want to get to that mountaintop one more time. And I don't know if you saw his Instagram post. It was like it was like comparing the Lombardi Trophy to like a girl. It's like I'll come back for you and all this I th- stuff. When I was reading, I thought it was you. Yeah, it, w- it was a good relationship <laughs> analogy from Vaughn. Uh, and so, anyways, I just think he says like, okay, well, there's nothing else I need to accomplish here in L.A. So let me just go back home to Denver and, you know, ride into the sunset. And boy, we talked about it last week, just how much it makes sense. And all everything he said points to that being the case, except for one thing, Ryan. One thing that Vaughn said that makes me 
just stopped from jumping off the cliff and, and saying he's coming back here is he talked about how that winning that first Super Bowl, and this was before yesterday, this was last week, he talked about how winning that first Super Bowl with the Broncos was addictive. And it had him craving more. Mm. And he just wanted more Super Bowls and more Super Bowls. And it did seem like he kind of eased off of that because the Broncos were nowhere close of that. But if he gets that same addictive taste in his mouth after this one, that's when I can see him saying, okay, I don't want to really take a discount, but I'm going to explore my options and go to the team that has the best chance of winning this year. Wouldn't that just be the Rams? You would think so, unless... Is Aaron Donald going to retire? I what never heard this? a thing about that I didn't until either. the final whistle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, oh, this might be his last game. And I'm like, they're talking about Andrew Whitworth. That's cool. Like, I get yeah. it. And they just kept saying Aaron Donald. I'm like, what? The dude's 30 years old, an absolute superstar, the best to ever play the game at his position. And he's going to walk away after one ring? Uh, why not? Oh, man. Talk about going out on top. I yeah. mean, that, that's the Tom Brady thing. You go out on top. You're 30 years old, man. You're a multi-millionaire, multi-multi-multi-millionaire. Um, you, you've, done, you've accomplished all you can other than, I guess, like winning MVP, which is probably right. never going to happen. Right. Um, to me, I would commend him if, that's, if that was the decision he would make. What's his legacy right now? Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Three so, too. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year, that pretty much seals it. So then what is he, I guess, what is his legacy? What's he playing for after this? I don't know. How More much, Super Bowls? And how much does that actually help a defensive tackle's legacy? Well, I don't think he needs to do anything in terms of, like, Hall of Fame, resume, anything like that. So it's just, do you love football enough to want to keep playing? Wow. Or And, 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 that, and that might be oversimplifying. It's, you know, do you love football enough that you – want to do that more than any other thing right um because of course he loves football mm -hmm. but it's like do you does he think like i'd love to do this i'd love to do that i'd love to you know i don't know if he has a family i'd love to start a family yeah um so like that's fair that sort of stuff i think can be really powerful yeah and like i said what else what else was he going to do? I mean, now that, more Super Bowls? now that we're walking through this it makes a lot of sense yeah. for, for him to walk away so if he leaves though I think yeah. that that really Changes hurts everything. the Von Miller specifically staying with the Rams. I think the Rams can still be contending for a Super Bowl. From a cap perspective, though, it helps them try to retain him. That's really true. Would open it, and the, there, I I just don't think Von's going to be taking a pay cut for any team he goes to. So that's going to be big. But then also maybe you just have the entire Rams retiring. You have Andrew Whitworth retiring. Sean McVay. It really doesn't seem like he's going to retire after this year. But boy. Seems like he's closer to retiring than I ever thought. Uh, he his comments this weekend pretty crazy, but if what did he say? Um, he he just talked about wanting to have that family and wanting to be able to spend to, a lot of time with I'm them. I'm telling you, the NFL is watching way too much NBA. <laughs> there has to be drama surrounding everything yeah, now. Yeah, it's true. Um, which you know, it's great for us. It gives us stuff to talk about, which I'm I'm sure is the reason why all this is happening. <laughs> but I swear, every single player. Every single star, every single high-profile person in the NFL has to have some sort of storyline surrounding them at all times now. You're right. You're right. And uh, you know who doesn't really have one? Zach Taylor. Yeah. Are, are people really going to be talking about him a lot this offseason? I mean, they're going to say he did a really good job. Yep. But people are going to be talking about McVay and if he's going into TV, if he's going to have a family, if he's going to be back. Uh, all of that. Way more. It's, it's that brand, Ryan. McVay's 36. I know. He's the youngest coach in the NFL, and he's talking retirement. He's younger than several active players. Yes, absolutely. He's younger than Andrew Whitworth, who yeah. it looks like he's going to retire. But let's say 
By the way, his man of the year speech was awesome. Oh, it was incredible. Yep. It, it was incredible. It made me just be like, yep, he deserved it. Yep, 100%. 100%. I was bummed for Justin, and then he got it, and I was like, yep, this yeah. is good. This is Right good. decision. Um, so we talk about all of these guys on the Rams specifically potentially retiring. You talk about Aaron Donald's legacy and how he doesn't need to do any more. He, he's already set. And right before that, you said Von Miller's legacy is set. 99.9% that he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, that he will, one of those. Uh why doesn't Vaughn retire? He's older than Aaron Donald. He not only has one Super Bowl ring, he has two. Go out on top. Go out on top at the peak of his game with nine sacks in the final five, seven games. Why doesn't he just step away? Look, I can't speak to Aaron Donald because I don't know Aaron Donald. Yeah. But I know Vaughn Miller. He's obsessed with the game of football, not just from a playing on Sundays standpoint, but from a being in the locker room with the guy standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like That is what makes him happy. It's what gets him going. Um, and I think it's one of the things that was so tough on him the last few years in Denver is the locker room wasn't, you know, in our last experiences in the locker room, which is a long time ago now, mm-hmm. uh, 2019, yeah. the locker room wasn't a fun place to be. Mm, was not. Uh, you know, especially post 0-4 start, yeah. pretty much can never get the vibes back in the locker room. Yep. Um, so I think that's something that really weighed heavy on him, and I'm sure it's something that really reignited him when he went back to LA and you know you're doing post playoff win celebrations in the locker room and now you know another Super Bowl party I just think that that's that's what makes Von Miller happy is being around the guys now he also has a newborn son uh within the last year that I'm sure he wants to spend time with but he's still at the age now where it's not you're not like hanging out with him, you know right, like he needs right. to grow up a little bit I think Von's got two, three more years left. And that's kind of what he talked about to, to us a couple of years ago was how he wanted to play, what, four or five more years or six more years to have his son Valor be able to see him play. Mm-hmm. But when you when you talk about that, though, and you talk about him being in a fun, winning environment finally, doesn't that kind of also make you think, well, that with the addictive part of winning, he's going to go somewhere else? The eternal optimist. Mm. Um, he can very easily be convinced that everything's about to change in Denver. Now, it makes it a hell of a lot easier if Aaron Rodgers wants to come. And obviously, the reporting over the weekend, which we'll probably talk about more sometime this week, um, doesn't make it exciting uh, from that standpoint. But at the same time, I'm just like, there's so much time. This is just one, you know, bump in the roller coaster. And we're currently on the downswing. Soon enough, we'll have an upswing. It's true. Um, so, I. I I'm waiting for the next corner to come around, but whether it's him or Russell Wilson or someone else, by the way, Russell Wilson sitting with Roger Goodell at the Super Bowl, just come on, man. I mean, he's doing a back-to-back years. Is he just trying to be groomed to be the next commissioner? He likes the sound of a $40, $50 million paycheck each year. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad thought. I just... He's so lame. Oh, he's so cheesy. He's so lame. (laughs) And, like, I would love him as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, but... But you Damn, see man. all the famous people that you see LeBron, he's got yes. his suite, he's hooping and hollering, he's chatting it up with fans. You see all these other guys there, and then you see Russ sitting down. Yeah, you know, very calm yep, conversation yep, he, with him. He's got just a very normal outfit on. I think just a nice bomber next to Goodell. That's, that's like <laughs> so lame, dude. Um, but what that's were they actually, drinking, you think? Sparkling water? Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shirley Temples. Yep. Oh, I could definitely see Russ having some uh, maraschino cherries in his drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know why that rub- it just bothers me so much. I'm yeah. like, 
move over and let Kirk Cousins sit there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the only bigger cheese ball is Kirk. A hundred percent. Anyways, so, yeah, um, I think it makes it more likely if Vaughn, for Vaughn to come back if you have that quarterback. But I still think he could be sold on Nathaniel Hackett and this mm -hmm. young coaching staff. Mm -hmm. This is the next big thing in Denver. Like, come along for the ride. And he's like, okay. I think – I don't think he's going back to L.A. And the, the reason for that is why wouldn't he have signed a deal? Uh, there were reports that the Rams wanted to sign a deal a couple of months ago, and those just fizzled away. There, there was never a bad thing that happened. Those just didn't come to fruition. He wants to test free agency. He's been in L.A. the past three months. He knew that he was on a very good team. Now he knows he's on a Super Bowl team. If he wanted to stay there, why wouldn't he just got a deal done? I don't know. Um, the thing that I have such a hard time seeing is him going – another place other than denver or los angeles mm. i guess the cowboys would be the oh, other one true. where it's like oh this is one more thing that i can do right go play for my hometown team yeah, that would be the one more thing um so i could see that but other than that where there's not where he doesn't have a a base set up you know because even when he and he didn't choose this but even when he lived in denver he still was in la a lot so he's very familiar with it you know all that sort of stuff that makes it easy for me to imagine him saying, I'd like to lay down some roots here in L.A., buy a house, whatever. Um, but it, by not signing that deal, it just makes me think, like, he truly did always want to come ba back to Denver. And the Broncos yeah. are going to have to, you know, pony up the money, no pun intended, um, to get him. <laughs> but I think if they go and make a compelling offer, it's, the, it's like the most amazing deal ever for the Broncos. If it really is. They – they – basically loan him like a soccer team yeah. out to the los angeles rams for half a season fawn gets his ring and comes right back at a lower rate you know than what they were paying him before they saved a little bit of money on the second half of this season it's like a 10 out of 10 perfect situation and i know there's people out there saying like the bron how could you even possibly make the case that the broncos won this trade what i really? think is, yes what i think and i saw mace was getting into it and like what I think is it's just possible for both teams to win. Yeah, that's what you, That's what you should – the goal yes. should be of any yes. trade. Both teams won the trade. Yep, absolutely. It's rare. Congratulations. You guys executed it perfectly. Yep. And the Broncos really win the trade if he comes back. And if they hit on those draft picks. You know, yep. that's obviously – if you miss on the draft picks, well, then eventually you could make the case that you lost the trade. Even then, I would still be saying the Broncos traded someone when they were out of the playoffs. He was on an expiring deal. Mm-hmm. They weren't quite out, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, they weren't good enough mm -hmm. this year to do anything special. And they, you know, rolled the dice on getting a second and third round pick, which is great value for a older player. And then again, if you add, and then he came right back, and then you hit on those picks, George Payton, you know, build the statue. <laughs> seriously, seriously. And what would you be pay willing to pay Vaughn without Aaron Rodgers here? without a superstar quarterback here so it's not the final piece to the puzzle he's just uh you're bringing in another super bowl champ i don't know because if you don't get one of those quarterbacks i just want to tank mm -hmm. um but i don't know like i also think it'd be sweet to like bring in von miller and draft malik willis and like you know you know von comes in he's hyping up malik oh willis. my god i can't even takes imagine him, <laughs> takes him under his wing you know <laughs> yeah. they're best friends all of a sudden um that you know that excites me but the price for vaughn is probably 20 million a year yep and so that's what you pay him regardless you doing it 
Yes. Yeah, and I'm just as hesitant, and I'm going to say no. And, mm. and the reason is, is because I just I can't get out of my head what Von Miller was without a competent offense. I blame Vic Fangio a lot for that. And that's fair. I I've, I mean, Von was was really, really good, great. Vic Fangio got here, and he dropped off a cliff. And you know who saw firsthand what made Von Miller successful? Who? His future defensive coordinator, if he comes to the Broncos, Ejiro Ivero. Ivero. Um, so, again, there is something to be said for Aaron Donald. Like, it's impossible to replicate that. So, maybe Vaughn isn't quite as um, productive next to anyone as he was next to Aaron Donald. For me, it's just you need that pass rusher. You, you know, uh, yeah. George Payton said that. We need a mismatch pass rusher. There's no one you're getting better <laughs> than Vaughn Miller as a, as a mismatch pass rusher. Even if you use the number nine overall pick – the chances of them being as good as Vaughn is right now ever is pretty low. Yep. And uh, right now, I don't think the Broncos should do it. If the quarterback position improves significantly, and that's probably even a tier two guy, a Jimmy G, a Kirk Cousins, that's enough to bring Vaughn back mm -hmm. in my mind. Fair enough. Vaughn's, you know, praising Kirk Cousins. What a great leader oh, he is. Gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can just hear oh, it. Oh, I just love all the stuff he says in the locker room. Really, yeah. really makes me uh, giggle. If it's Jimmy G, he's just talking oh, yeah. about how good looking oh, yeah. he is. He's oh, a rock yeah. star. Oh, he's all a he does is win. Yeah, yeah. he's a winner, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've been around winners like Tim Tebow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Vaughn did love Tim. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what, what Vaughn loves everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Vaughn loved Trev and Vaughn loved, I don't think Vaughn loved Paxton. No, I don't think so. I think he saw right through Vaughn that loved one. Brock. Uh, <laughs> Vaughn, you know, he, he loved Case Keenum. Yeah. Or did. at least he said he did. Loved uh, Joe. The one that I actually truly believe he really did love is Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. He, he talks about him as like the best yep. leader he's been around. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. He puts him right in there with uh, Peyton. Peyton. Yep. It's like they're they're <laughs> always the, the the end of each other's sentence. He's like, yep. I've been with Peyton Manning, yep. Tim Tebow. Yep. So what team? What team is uh, is Vaughn on next year? The Broncos. Man, I'm 49 percent there. Mm. I can't get over the hump. I'm gonna say other, and you threw out the Cowboys. Okay. I think that's. Uh, Vaughn's played in that. Yeah, yeah, you, you made. Yeah, that's where he came in yeah. into the league. In that, man, that's that's a tough one though. I think it's. I think he's so close to coming back. I think he is too, and I really just think it comes down. I I actually think there the biggest chance of Von Miller not being a Bronco is George Payton not wanting Von Miller, not wanting to pay twenty million dollars for a pass rusher when the team is more in a rebuild mode. And you know he's on the back end of his career really right. in the home stretch i would say yep exactly um so that but you just better hope that doesn't come out publicly because people lose their minds how about this you sign von miller you realize midway through the season that it's a rebuild then you trade him for a second and a third <laughs> to the cowboys to the packers to someone like that and then do it all again that would be incredible just the <laughs> ultimate rental player then then in 2023 after he resigns with the broncos again uh the Broncos are trying to trade him midway through the season, and teams like, no, we're not taking him because we only know we're going to have him for eight games, and he's going to go right back to you guys. Or what if Vaughn's just like, I only want one year deals from now on, so <laughs> I, if, I, if the team sucks, I can just get traded midseason to a better team. Smart, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, 
one thing I know Von Miller would bring is energy. And one thing that could bring you energy is Strava Craft Coffee. Uh, this stuff is CBD infused and it can help you with a lot of stuff. If you have, you know, chronic migraines or headaches or back pain or anything like that, um, getting that infusion of CBD every single day in your morning cup of coffee can really be a game changer for you. So check out Strava craft coffee, use the code DNVR 25 when you sign up and you, or when you, when you get your order and you'll have uh, 25% off your first order. Then you can sign up for a subscription. They'll send it to your house every two, four, six, or eight weeks, uh, which is awesome too. That way you don't have to worry like, oh shoot, am I almost out of coffee? You just know it's coming every single, every couple of weeks. You're gonna have that fresh batch of Strava Craft coffee, and I think you guys are gonna love this stuff. You're gonna love it, and something else you're gonna love. Do you like free money? I do. Lo- I love free money. Oh, DraftKings has been handing out free money for so long, Ryan. Last week, that's all they did was hand out free money. They gave so many boosts for the Super Bowl week. If you got in on all five of the DraftKings Sportsbook boosts that they gave out, you went three for five. You came out profitable with that. They're handing out free money this week for the NBA, too. If you bet $5 or no, $1 on any NBA game this week and you pick the correct winner, they'll give you $150 Ooh. in your account. That is a fantastic way to start that's your account. 150 to one odds. Oh, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> pretty incredible. You won't find that anywhere else. And, of course, the same-game parlays, we've talked about those a lot with football. You can get in on them with the NBA as well, and they're an official sports betting partner of the NBA as well. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get this 150-1 to odds deal where you get $150 by just betting $1 on any team to win this week. That's DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of 100 plus to one odds, I had 100 to one odds on Evan McPherson, Super Bowl MVP. <sighs> Let me just ask you this. Let's say he hits like a 64 yarder mm-hmm. to send that thing to overtime mm-hmm. and then has another 50 plus yep. yarder to win in overtime. Would that have been enough? You hit. You cash. Uh, yep, that's what I was yep. thinking the whole because time. Because I think that's exactly what you need. You need that record breaker right. in order to hit. It a clutch moment of the game, and then the game winner. Didn't the record go up? Isn't it? Now I think 67? it is sixty-four. Okay, maybe. I think it or was it sixty-six? It was Justin Tucker. Yeah, I think it was sixty-seven. Wow! Yeah. And then it hit off the crossbar, and yeah. then went in. I think I just think if you would have gotten like a ridiculously long field goal for the tie that no one expected him yeah. to make, yep. now he's in there. Yeah, and then he hits another one after yep. like a three and out or yep. something. Yeah. Um. I think he would have had a chance. I loved his odds, and I love Va- I really did like Vaughn's odds. Plus 4,500. I was thinking during that last drive, oh, if Vaughn gets the game clincher, yeah. he's going to win it. But yeah. the votes were already in. <laughs> yeah, which I and didn't the know. the votes were in before Cooper Cup even scored that touchdown. Wow. So how do you bet on Super Bowl MVP in the future? Or is that just one that you have to stay away from now? It, or do you just go quarterback or bust? I don't know. I was trying to like boost that up by tweeting about it, hoping yeah, that it kind of gains some yeah, traction. Yeah. So the NFL has to change it. Yeah, because that now it's you're not betting on something with a with an even playing field. You're betting on 58 minutes of a game. Who's going to be the best player in 58 minutes? <laughs> Crazy! So, wow. So then you know. Oh, so that whole McPherson conversation we just had is moot. It wouldn't have mattered. You're right. Yep, wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they, if it went to overtime, they could have been they like, "Hey, let's, up again let's reopen for the final it two minutes of your... OT." Yeah. Mm, my guess is the NFL wouldn't do that. Which is so dumb. Yeah. We got we got to figure this out, guys. <laughs> yeah. We got to work on this. All yeah. right. Uh, I think we got some super chats here, so let's start with those as we get into the comments. 
First one's from Jelly. Great Super Bowl. But what's all this Kyler immature talk? Mm. I, I, I mean, I can't act surprised. Even as, like, one of the biggest Kyler Murray, you know, uh, fans, especially coming out in the draft, it was clear he needed to grow up a little bit. And he needed to be willing, for lack of a better term, to, like, be a little less cool. Now, you don't have to go full Russell Wilson. <laughs> but there is, like, a, a little bit of a corniness to being a quarterback. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to, you know, give, like, little speeches and, and have little, like, motivational terms. You know, like... Um, Peyton has corny. For sure. But even, like, Teddy Bridgewater, right. who, uh, you know, we saw a lot of clips during that, that, that early start for the Broncos, the 3-0 start... Of him, like, I'm trying to remember. He had, like, a really great phrase that he said that I was like, oh, man, that's fire. You know, like, you got to have those stuff like that. And if, Family on three was what his, like, go-to was. Yeah, but he had a whole, like, it was, like, a little, like, soliloquy about, you know, and, pain and toughness and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, you got you to gotta do that if you're a quarterback. It feels like Kyler's a little bit too much, like, come on, guys. Like, that's not me. One of the things that I can absolutely not see Kyler Murray doing right now is one of the things Teddy Bridgewater did, and it was the cheesiest, corniest thing jumping up and down in the huddle when he would have the offensive huddle jump up and down during training camp and in the huddles on the field just to just to get him going yep. and it's just a little something different that they all do together it's cheesy as hell but it was something Garrett Bowles told told us how much he liked it and players just thought it was it was just a little something that he added Kyler is too cool to be jumping up and down in a huddle and I just think he thinks that like I feel like he thinks, like, I'll do my job, you guys do your job. Right. But it's like, as the quarterback, it's just not how it works. No, no. Uh, like, you, ha your job goes beyond that. You got to get everyone fired up. You got to get everyone on the same page. You got to be, you know, perusing the sidelines up and down, talking about, you know, uh, what you're going to do on the next play, all that stuff. Hey, I want to be, be on the podcast. <laughs> we don't have a seat. Spano wants in. Cam was a cool leader. Cam was cool. Like, right. Cam. Yeah. Right. He was a great leader. I remember yeah. this. OTA. And he was cool. It's the Bengals. No one can hear me, so he's better. They can probably hear you. <laughs> but but uh, like, with your voice, we got you. He, he 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 like took the receiver to the side. He's like, this is what this is what we need. Third down's coming to you, and like right. you know, and it's like in a cool yes. Cam Newton way. Right. Yep. He was a great leader, and he was right. really cool too. Right. You know, he yeah. should still be cool. Totally. Yeah. It's a really so, good point. Yeah, I mean, you it, you just have to have. To me, unfortunately, I think a lot of it is you're born with it or you aren't. Right. Um, and I just Kyler wasn't born with it. Um, and he has to be willing though to change. Um, but you know, going back to this, like self-centered, immature, unfortunately, that's like what the, what it just looks like. And so you hope that the people inside the building would be saying, no, he just has this, you know, kind of tough outer shell inside the building, inside the locker room. He's a lot different. He connects with the guys. He's just not like a media guy. He's not a cameras guy. But to hear that coming from inside the building is very concerning. And it feels like there's a there's stones being thrown now from both sides. Yep. Kyler saying I was set up for failure in the playoffs and it was embarrassing. They're saying Kyler's self-centered and immature and he wants to blame <laughs> everyone but himself. And it's like, where's this going? It's really it's really bad. It's really concerning. This is something that you can't have with, with your all-star quarterback, your number one overall pick, your future, when it is very clear it's coming from the Cardinals and, and it's coming from Kyler Murray, and they're just going back, back and forth with each other. Here's the craziest part. Cliff and Kyler have the same agent, so it's mm. not them. Right. Like, it's, it's the GM or the owner or whatever going back and forth and – I mean, you have to imagine Cliff and Kyler are, are still on the same page, but so, it, it's 
Cliff is technically on the side of the team more right. than, you know, just in terms of his, where he stands, his position. Chris Mortensen also tweeted after that. He said, where's it going? Where is it headed? The Cardinals expect things to calm down, and Murray is their quarterback. Select veterans hope to reach Murray on how he handles adversity better. Coach Cliff Kingsbury also is self-scouting where he can provide better alternatives for the quarterback. And to me, Ryan, this is like you're in a fight with someone, and you both are just on your sides, And but you're telling that other person, I'm right, and also, you better accept this. You better calm down. This is going to be okay. Ah, it's not really the way that things get okay. It's weird because like the, the previous one was clearly a report from the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then the next one said they expect things to calm down. <laughs> yep. As like they're they screaming at him a publicly. Molotov yep. cocktail in there. Yep. And said, oh, this will calm down soon. <laughs> yep. Fire department will be here eventually. The only thing that would, uh, I think, really ease things is a massive contract. $40, $45 million a year for Kyler Murray. That'll probably get him to calm down. But I don't think the Cardinals want to give him a $40, $45 million contract when they don't believe, at least right now, he's the leader of this franchise. Yeah. So... Joe Burrow, by the way, another cool leader. Yep. Very cool. Very cool guy. Yep. I, I, What'd you think of the suit? I thought it was swaggy. I thought I I thought he should have gone full uh orange. On the best Super Bowl suit, in my opinion, ever was Von Miller's Super Bowl fifty. Yep. It was like black with like the gold accents in there. Yep. yep. Ten out of ten. Yep. And didn't he have on the inside some pictures and stuff too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's elite. Yep. Um, but you know, I, I like Joe going for it. He can do whatever he wants. He can. He's Joe cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything he does instantly becomes cool. Yep. Um. Anyways, I don't know how it ends with Kyler, but it reminds me a lot of Philly and Carson Wentz. Mm. Uh, and that obviously didn't end in in harmony. I think this is uh, something that's not going to end any anytime soon. Yeah, could even could even be a yeah, like you said, Carson Wentz. Uh, it could it could end up being uh, like an Aaron Rodgers situation where maybe they get it settled down this year and then it all boils back up next year. This is gonna be a thing that happens in the off season every single year with with several quarterbacks. Yep, yep, exactly. We saw it with Deshaun Watson last year until his things went sideways, and it's just something that, that it's a players' league now. They yep. run it. Yep, good. Uh, what's next? Just a super chat from uh, Chance. Oh, who follows up with, would you send uh, some picks and chub to the Browns for Garrett to help entice? Uh, I mean, absolutely. You would do anything you could to get uh, Miles Garrett. You had Miles Garrett and Von Miller. But it's Woo. not just some picks and chub. We have to be very, uh, very clear here. At least two firsts. Yeah, two firsts and this year's second. So would you do that? I actually would have to say no. You can't trade first round picks when you don't have a quarterback could you imagine doing that not getting the quarterback position figured out next year and then you have a top five pick next year and you miss out on uh bryce young because you got i mean a yeah pass rusher? it would be an it would be a nightmare it would be um yeah. but I don't, I don't even think you need to enti- you wouldn't do that to entice vaughn to come back you just do that to get Right. A top three pass rusher in the NFL. And then pair him with Vaughn? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't think Vaughn needs convincing to come here. No, I don't. You just have to be willing to pay him. But I actually think that would have hurt. So now, just going back to like the, the original huh. comment, would you do that to entice Vaughn to come here? I just think uh, like you're saying we're, not, we're never fixing this quarterback issue. That, that is what you're saying. <laughs> Yikes. And that, then at that point, you might as well have Vic Fangio around. If yeah, you're going all yeah. in on defense. 100%. But... That doesn't work. Right. It does not. <laughs> and I think the way George Payton's building this staff now, he understands that. Yeah. You're not even invited to the party until you have an elite quarterback. Nope. Nope. Not at all. 
All right, next one from Jelly. Chubb, Fant, two firsts and a third for Russ or Aaron, please. Yeah, sure. Yep, yep. done. <laughs> Deal's done. Uh, I love it. All right, finally, new coaches coming in. Let's talk about it. We will talk about it tomorrow. Yep. Uh, we have a, a whole show planned talking about this new coaching staff. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. It's uh, it's the complete opposite. It's a 180 from this old coaching staff. Yeah. I still have to process my full opinion about it before we go into a full first segment about it tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I guess – between a couple different feelings on this. Good. I like um, it. So I'm excited to hash that out. We'll, we'll have a little therapy session yep. tomorrow. All right. Should we jump into the comment Let's section? First one's from Melbourne Bronco says, hi guys, just explaining my turning around comment with Drew Locke basically means getting his game to an average level, better decisions, less throwing errors, etc. More like Teddy with a stronger arm. Anyways, keep up the great work. Rams 34, Bengals 17. Ryan, I'm just at the point where even if, even if Drew can become an average quarterback, you're still so far off. You know, yeah, uh, and you you need you, you saw that with Jared Goff, although he wasn't an even average quarterback. But when Sean McVay got him to play uh, and, and turned him around, as you would point to Melvin Bronco, still wasn't enough, and they dumped him in order to get their next guy. So that that's where the Broncos need to look is getting that next guy that that you can build an entire team around for a decade. When they called Philly special on third and five, <laughs> I really thought McVay was choking away another Super Bowl. Mm. I was like, he's going to take the brunt of this one if they can't get this offense going in this game. Just by doing too much? I mean, it's third and five. Like, you have you paid all that money for Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, you have the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, like, So you get the best receiver in the NFL to, to, to throw, throw it to, to the best quarterback. You're doing it all backwards. <laughs> like, I just thought you really overthought that one. The play and, was there. And Cooper Cup, like, rushed the throw. Yeah. There was no reason he needed to rush that. Yeah. He could have, you know, run over and handed it to Matthew Stafford or just run it. Wasn't there a Cooper rush on the Rams on at the one time? Cowboys. Cowboys, you're yes. right, you're right. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I was really worried, but obviously you got it figured yep, out. he did. Did you see the no-look? The no-look pass from Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup on that last drive? No. Oh, my God. It's so sick. A total no look. The biggest play of the drive. You know, the big, long, yep. Uh, yep. I guess it's yep. like an... Where he went on top of the linebackers. Yep. Yep. Well, there's a stick route underneath. Yep. And that's what he Matthew Stafford at. is looking at. So he freezes everyone. And you see, and he gets it through like a window this big. Yep. If he's looking at Cooper Cup, he gives that, that defender a chance to move over and take yep. away that window. He's staring down the stick. Wow. slings it to the slant it's like oh my their chemistry God. is that good so it's you know he's the original no look pass guy but he never gets the credit for it he uh he's also fantastic at going through all of his reads oh yeah he's awesome man next one from squeaky bun time bum time aaron Rodgers looked like a used car salesman in texas <laughs> drop a 10 gallon hat on his head and i can absolutely see him slapping the back of a car while talking about trunk space as he slaps <laughs> it the bumper falls off <laughs> right exactly <laughs> uh yeah that's pretty apt i think that's a right comparison yeah he looks definitely like he's gonna scam you in one way or another. <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> is he trying to scam the packers right now I don't know. I mean, 50 mil, is that what he's going to get? Yeah, two years, 45 mil a year. It's hard to say no to that. Man, it would be. Yeah, you, you, you get your private jet. It's Roger Goodell money. Uh, it seriously is. You get your private jet, and you just fly in and out of Green Bay, so you don't even have to live there. He doesn't. I don't think he like you. He's lived there long enough where it's not that bad to live two more years. Then that's what you do. You do two more years. and it, Should out. the Broncos try to beat that offer? 
Absolutely. You pay him anything. Broncos I mean, I have what? It's not 60 it's million not cap space. Necessarily the way it would work. Like you'd have to trade for him. Right. Um, but you could through some back channels say, Hey, if you force your way out to here, we'll give you 55 million a year. Yep. And we'll hook you up with some uh, some car dealerships to pay even more. <laughs> <laughs> John did it. Exactly. Uh, from the Sobe brothers, Von Miller appreciation post. If Von Miller has another couple of playoff runs in him before he hangs it up, he'll become arguably the greatest postseason defensive player in NFL history. Uh, six more playoff sacks to be tied first all time in that. Three more forced fumbles to be tied first in that category. He's already tied first with most career Super Bowl sacks and forced fumbles. Big players make big plays in big moments in big games. He is a goat. He is. He is. And and that's the the argument is not only what he's done in the regular season, but that he's one of the best postseason players of all time. Yeah, and it's tough to think about, but the Broncos probably robbed him of being able to get that t- right. that title next to his name by wasting five years of his prime. Yeah. Uh, with no opportunities to add on to those numbers. The only team that's missed the playoffs four straight years after winning a Super Bowl, now it's five. Yep. No, now it's six? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Years are piling up quick. They are piling up. And it's just it's just a bummer. Like, if you just snuck into the wild card a couple times yep. and lost, but Vaughn got one or two sacks in those, then, you know, he's much yep. closer to these numbers. Yep. Now he's got to do it all in the back half of his career. It's okay. I, I, I'm buying it more. The more of a lock for Hall of Fame. There we go. I'm buying it more. Dan Burke says, hey, guys, so something that flies under the radar amongst For the first ballot Hall of Fame. Yes, first ballot. Exactly. Dan Burke says something that flies under the radar amongst the fan base was the fact the Broncos bought it, brought in Sam Hinkie to give analytical advice during the 2018 season. If you all can remember, Hinkie was the GM of the Sixers during their rebuild and was the guy behind trusting the process. Do you all have any insight on what impact he had on the team? The Broncos didn't ever enter a rebuild or anything close to it, so they never really became more analytically inclined. Inclined. So was ex- so. What exactly was the outcome of him consulting with them? I have no idea. Yeah, a um, failure. Maybe like uh, Joe Ellis brought him in to convince John Elway that tanking is a good thing, <laughs> uh, and John Elway just wasn't having it. Yeah, he's like, nah. He's like, yeah, sick job getting Nerlens Noel. <laughs> right, right. How'd that turn out for yeah, you, Bud? Ben Simmons is looking great. Good. Did you think he gave him a good for you, Bud? Good for you, Bud. Yeah, I mean, obviously they hit on Joel Embiid, and that's working out really well for them. But no championships. They had to lose a lot. They did. Um, just to land a, I think they hit on one. I mean, they hit on Ben Simmons, but then screwed it up, kind of. Yep, they certainly did. Uh, we'll see what happens with Harden. Yeah, seriously. I, uh, my only hope is that it hurts Joel Embiid's MVP campaign because mm, cause he takes it I away. Have a lot staked yeah, on Yeah, I like it. I like it. Take some usage away, <laughs> you know. Um, from Melbourne Bronco. Hey, guys, great Super Bowl, but surely the Bengals should have let the Rams score earlier to get more time to tie it up. Also, do you think George Payton might place a call to Tom Brady? He should. Uh, I don't think I don't think Tom's coming here. I don't think Tom's retired, though. I think Tom is, I think Tom's coming back. And it may be not with the Bucks. I think if it's not with the Bucks, San Francisco. How about uh, how about a little Tom Brady, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo drama? No. Just go away. He's not going away. Just go away. His retirement lasted less than two weeks uh, of like, fully being retired. What are we He's doing? not going away. That's what I mean, man. It's the NBA <laughs> thing again. It absolutely. Um, it, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are having a competition this offseason to see who can get, who more, can get more drama and headlines. Exactly. Um, should the Bengals have let the Rams score earlier to get more time? No. Time wasn't a problem. 
not, it wasn't not being able to convert second and one yeah. was a problem or yeah. was it third and one third, yeah and no, third uh, and one, fourth and one and for also with that the rams couldn't run the ball and you were thinking maybe the field's just going to be so tight that they're not going to be able to pass the ball and they just couldn't run the ball uh having money on the rams i was concerned there that that exactly that seattle seahawks situation was going to happen mm-hmm. but when they had to pass the ball it was just going to be too tight of a window yep yep and eli apple getting cooked i'm sure jerry, I, I instantly went to jerry <laughs> judy's time jerry's you know uh he's gone dark he hasn't tweeted in a while he did his last activity on Twitter, as, as far as I checked last night, was him liking the Denver Broncos post that uh, Justin Outen would be the uh, offensive okay, coordinator. Okay, we like that. Yeah, we do like that. Justin's in on Outen. Yeah, I, I was thinking he's going to let him run a lot of out and in routes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Sir James Radio, or Sir James Says, says, it's officially the offseason now, and before we get into the quarterback questions, what this team will look like next season, we need to answer the really important questions first. One, who are currently under contract to make the team, or to the team, not pending free agents, is on board for the annual pilgrimage to the rocketing of the sun? <laughs> It's a long, uh, long way of saying it. Who on the team right now is is ready to go to the sun? Yeah, that's under contract. So you have to out someone that's under contract. Mm, Who are you seems putting like a fool in that seems like something sun. I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, it probably is. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't really think there's anyone who needs to be uh, like uh, you know. Uh, I'm I'm fine with the quarterbacks going to the sun. There we go. The quarterbacks <laughs> too. If there is no one safe for a potential top quarterback trade, does this team have even have any lifeboat boys? Well, yeah, Pat Sertan. Um, he he's actually the whole lifeboat is made out of Pat Sertan. <laughs> Other guys are just sitting on top of him. Um, that's about it, though. I agree. At three, why is Friends highly regarded when it's such a trash show? You know, that's not fair to Friends. Wow. It might be overrated. Oh, it's but it's, it's not trash. Yeah, I don't I don't really watch it enough to give it a fair rating, and so I think that would say it's overrated, but probably not trash. Yeah, I mean, you know, just let people like things. <laughs> um, I I would pick some other things above it for sure. Uh, you know, I, I don't regard it that highly, but I feel like it's that it's uh, it reminds like Seinfeld versus Friends reminds me of NBA versus NHL. Mm. Like NBA fans and NHL, since they have to compete for like viewers and the right. playoffs and all that stuff, right? They always want to make it a fight. I'm like. You guys are both amazing. Right. Just love each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we have here. Yes, we love exactly. everything here. He says, happy offseason, boys and girls. Bronco Euler says, morning, dudes. Cliss reported this morning that John Vieria has been hired as special assistant to the head coach in the in coaching the coaches <laughs> role. I'd anticipate he's not a football guy, but rather a career educator and teacher. I'm really excited to see this emphasis on teaching and learning manifest itself so quickly, and it really plays into the new mantra of developing young talent and keeping them here do you think this is a little too much innovation too soon given the lack of experience on the staff or are you on board with the influx of new ideas and strategies are there other franchises that have such a forward-thinking approach as far as coaching to in teaching tools and technologies talk about it all tomorrow i don't want to you know uh bury that too much right now what i will say is that it's important to know that john vieri is not the uh, assistant regional manager. He's the assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> Coaching the coaches. Yeah. The coaches coach. Yeah. Coach, 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 coach. Coach, you know what this, I hate to say it, but right off the top of my head, when I think of this, 
it reminds me of a comment someone brought up earlier when talking about the 76ers guy. Uh, when when the Broncos brought in... A consultant. Uh, yeah, uh, Sam Hinkie. Yeah, and it was just like, wow, great. You get this analyticals guy, and wow, great. You get the coaches of the coaches in. And then in three years, we're like, who? Well, he did I what? I totally forgot that Oh, that, that coaching staff fell apart, so it's all his... F- yeah, okay, bad. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this tomorrow. Yeah. It's it's a it's fascinating the way that they're going about this. It is it really um, is. And oh gosh, I I'll say this part right now. It fascinates me that George Payton liked this plan. Mm, I like that. Can't we'll wait ta- to hear we'll more. Talk more. Peyton Manning, YT, my boys. An unrelated and weird question today. Come draft day, since DraftKings has player pick odds, could. Uh, could George Payton not just place a couple of racks on who they will draft when they go on the clock? I think there's a rule against NFL execs betting on the NFL, but I wasn't sure. What say you? Thanks and keep up the great work. Well, this is insider trading, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you can definitely get in trouble for this stuff. Um, George Payton could just tell an old high school friend, Hey, yeah. here's what we're taking, you know, yep. but he wouldn't know. And the, and the, 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 the odds usually go off the board once the draft starts. Right. So he can tell him, hey, if he's here, we're taking him. Um, but this sort of stuff happens all the time. Like, you know, there's – I always thought, like, why wouldn't the person who's singing the national anthem <laughs> – Go over or under? Yeah. Right. And and the other thing is these very niche markets will only let you put a certain amount on them. So it's not like you can put a million dollars. Because I always right. thought that. the Whoever right. is singing the national anthem mm. should tell their friends, put a million dollars on mm. the over. I'm going over no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone gets rich off it. The Probably the most they'll ever let you put is like 10 grand. Okay. Well, give your friends 10 grand. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> At that point, though, and especially with George Payton, when we're talking about that much money, that's a ton of money to me. That's nothing to these guys. Yeah, and the other thing is like places like DraftKings, they don't offer the um, the Gatorade anymore, the color mm. of the Gatorade. Bet. Why so? It's too easy to to for someone to s- give the scoop. You know, let's say mm. you have a friend Especially who plays a on the team or something. Or oh yeah, a trainer, anything. They just say like, yeah, all of our Gatorade mm. is orange. I think that was up there even just last year. Yeah, I think it, it just wow. became. And I think there was a whole thing about a guy who tried to bet like $50,000 on it and they rejected the bet. Wow, makes sense. Yep. Interesting, interesting. And last one coming in from Howler Bro Surf. Does Aaron Donald and Shailene Woodley's report breakup change the likelihood? Or Aaron Rodgers, I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley are Thank reported you. to have broken up. Uh huh. There, There's rumors f- swirling out there. And he says on her Instagram, their pictures together are deleted. Oh, no. He says, does that change? the likelihood of denver as a landing spot pittsburgh and miami make a ton of sense for me uh, or for him to join and i say this not wanting denver to get him just asking uh, it shouldn't make too much of a difference it should have been a football decision but it certainly didn't hurt that his fiance was living in boulder yeah i don't think you can ignore that yeah if she wants she would want to bring him back here uh now maybe it opened his eyes enough to denver to realize mm. okay i really do like this place but i do have to say it hurts a little bit yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't help. Right. You definitely can't make that case, and you can definitely make the case that it hurts. Um, maybe it makes him a little less weird. <laughs> Did that help? I'm not quite sure if that'll that'll do it. <laughs> I mean, he definitely got weirder That's once very they true. started dating. You're right. We'll see if he's not hanging out in Hawaii anymore and like doing all the the tropical things he was doing yeah tropical (laughs) exotic things (laughs) (laughs) um all right yeah i 
I don't. No one knows with Aaron Rodgers. Like no. he's such a wild card that it's so hard to picture what, like, try and predict what he's gonna do. I mean, I would absolutely hate it if he went to the Steelers. I'll tell you that. Ugh. Yep. That. I mean, just talk about making the NFC that much easier and the mm-hmm. AFC that much harder, and not coming to the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, you get Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady out of the NFC in the same year. It's crazy. Yeah, you know? it would be. I guess Tom could be coming back to the NFC just on the other side of the uh, country. That's true. Uh, you'd have uh, your guy Kyler looking a lot better. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yep. it just keeps getting easier and easier over there. If I, I don't know. Yeah. Can the Broncos apply for a change to the <laughs> NFC? <laughs> and maybe they'd be able to get it done with Drew Locke then. It's. I mean... I feel like anyone can get it done in the NFC uh, now. It seems like it. All right, before we get out of here, one final shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. msudenver.edu slash online, where you can scope out all they have to offer. And they have so much to offer, including 750 total classes, 45-plus online at hybrid programs. Go over there. Check out you know the type of education that you want. See if you can further your education at MSU Denver. And if you do... You'll have a great chance to keep a full-time job while you do so because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution. But for Zach, I'm RK. That's going to wrap it up for us today. Appreciate you guys. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Also, we love those reviews on iTunes. Appreciate everyone who's doing that, uh, and we'll catch you tomorrow.